There are kids in this world who are different. Special. I think it's a hoverboard. They look like us and they act like us. But they are not us. Your mother nature. Who wants a selfie with the Grim Reaper? There's a girl flying in the water. Find the treasure. I she belongs to the world of the good. It's a broken locket, exactly like mine. Talk! GZM shows Mars Imagination Amplified. Well, hello, Big Fib listeners. It is officially summer vacation here at the Big Fib. So while Deborah and I drop in on some sick waves. What did you just say? We're going to drop in on some sick waves. You know, all that surfing we'll be doing while we rerun the summer themed episodes. You're a robot, Lisa. You can't surf. Ooh, a challenge. Okay, listeners, while I prove Deborah wrong again by becoming a world surfing champion. Wow, that escalated quickly. You enjoy our favorite summer-themed episodes, and we'll be back in August with new episodes and a championship surfing trophy. And everyone will say, Lisa, you did it. Oh, my gosh, you're successful. Two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. <laughs> President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. Maryland, this is Pants on Fire, and now here's your host, D.B. Goldstein. My middle initial is B. How is did it you really? Know yes. Oh my gosh. Welcome to Pants on Fire, the game show where kids choose between the creamy, sweet, and delicious truth and the freezer-burned shavings of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and we would not be able to bring you the sound effects that bring this game to life if not for Lisa, whose name stands for Live in Studio Audience. It does, Deborah. Uh, announcement I have decided I'm going to not only be the sound effects generator, uh-huh. but I'm also going to start doing hair and makeup because <laughs> n- no one is wearing makeup. No one has a wardrobe. No, their hair looks terrible on the show. Oh. Yeah. Well, first of all, I don't think we look terrible, but I appreciate your desire to do hair and makeup. But, you know, we're a, we're a podcast, which means no one can actually see us while we're playing our game. You mean they can't see me doing this? No, I'm afraid no one can see you extend your robot leg that far out and wrap it around your body three times like you just did. No. That's terrible. Sorry. Oh, my God. I think you should introduce how our game works. Fine, fine. And by the way, what are you wearing? Okay, (laughs) all right. So every week, we bring out two grown-ups. One is an expert. The other is an L-I-A-R liar. Wow. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who. Because no one can spot a liar better than a child. 
What are we lying about today, Deborah? We are lying about ice cream, mm. a soft frozen food made with sweetened and flavored milk fat. Lisa, you like ice cream, don't you? Oh boy, man, that copper flavor with uh, some rivets and chunks in it. <laughs> well, I've never tried that flavor. I'm guessing it has a metallic aftertaste. Oh yeah, it does. That's the that's the best part. And of course. So maybe we'll find out what flavor of ice cream our contestant likes too. Oh yeah, maybe we will. Okay, so can you introduce our contestant, please? Oh, yeah. I was just thinking about uh, some ice cream with some WD-40 syrup all over that. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, okay. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. Our human child <laughs> contestant is a third grader who loves soccer and the view from the Golden Gate Bridge, Grayson Young. Hey, Grayson. Welcome to Pants on Fire. Hi. We're so glad that you're here, and I love that you appreciate a good view. Tell us, what can you see from the Golden Gate Bridge? Well, rarely you can see whales jump <gasps> up. Really? That's yeah. That's so cool. Have yeah. you seen, you've seen them? Yes, I've seen them about like five or six times. Oh my gosh. They just go up and they're like, hey, what's, come, what's going on on this bridge? <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. We're so glad that you're here. We want to find out some more about you too, but we're going to let our listeners practice playing our game with a game called Two Truths and a Lie. So, Grayson, we want you to tell us three things about yourself. Okay. Two of those things should be true. Okay. Okay, but one of those things should be a lie. And then Lisa and our listeners are going to try to figure out which one is the lie, okay? Okay. All right, tell us your three facts. So, I saw a shark while surfing at surf camp. Whoa. My food arts enemy is cheese. And I played with two major league soccer pros. Two major league My soccer gosh. pros. And when you say arch enemy, you mean like you battle cheese? I hate it. You hate it. I hate it. Oh my gosh, that's cheese. hard to and believe. And is that one I, true? Well, you can't tell him. Don't tell ah, him. He has I to guess. I had him, <laughs> okay, so he hates cheese. He can't trick a third He <laughs> plays, what was it? He plays soccer with a shark. He, no, he has played soccer with two major league soccer so players. Amazing. And, and, and he saw a shark, saw a shark well, when he was yeah. at uh, surf camp. Surf camp. Yes. Well, uh, hmm. Then I'm going to say uh, the, the shark thing's a lie because I don't think there are sharks. There are no sharks? You nah, think that's I, a lie? No, look around. Do you see a shark? Conspiracy theory. Yeah. Okay, Grayson. What is your lie? Lisa is correct. Oh, undefeated! <laughs> correct, oh, but not because there are no sharks, right? Correct. You we, just haven't seen one. We we spotted, well, our camp spotted a manatee once and a manatee. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Much better than a shark. Less scary. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so you don't like cheese. I don't like cheese. What about cheddar cheese? <laughs> I hate all kinds of cheese. What yeah. about ricotta cheese? <laughs> okay, okay, I've never just had it, but come on. But he can tell. He just knows. He I, doesn't. I hate it. No cheese, just none. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Oh, yeah, Deborah, you don't like cheese. I don't, but I don't tell people. I feel terrible. <laughs> well, you just did now. I just did. Oh, you tricked me. Our first expert is... Simon Elliott. Simon, could you please introduce yourself to Grayson? Hi, Grayson. I am Simon Elliott. I am the owner of Ignite, which is a liquid nitrogen nitrogen uh, ice cream shop uh, down in Park Slope. Interesting. Thank you, Simon. Let's meet our second expert, Jenny Dundas. Jenny, can you please introduce yourself to Grayson? Hi, Grayson. Nice to meet you. I'm Jenny, and I founded Blue Marble Ice Cream in 2007. Okay. Drop it like it's hot. 
Thank you for queuing up that sizzling sound, Lisa. Well, those weren't sound effects, Deborah. I'm, I'm just making some fried ice cream over here. Wow, that sounds good. But yeah. while you were frying ice cream, you actually pressed play on the hot seat file. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So now Grayson is going to put our experts on the hot seat so they can answer his questions. Grayson, you ready to serve up some questions? Yes. Okay, let's do it. So, Simon. Yes. Um, how was ice cream made? Oh, gosh, it's very complicated. Um, <clears throat> first, you have to start out with essentially a, a custard mixture. Um, and there are a lot of different ways you can do this, but kind of one of the more traditional ways is you take some egg yolk and sugar, and you beat that until it gets kind of uh, thick and lemon-colored. Ow! <laughs> Stop eating me! <clears throat> um, then, and it almost seems maybe uh, counterintuitive, but you're actually going to heat it. And then you add milk. Um, and then you want to bring it to a simmer, but you don't want it to boil. Um, okay. Then you take it off of the heat. Then you stir that hot milk into the egg-sugar mixture. Yeah. Um, you put it back over the heat. Uh, this process, it's known as tempering. And then you remove that, you let it cool. And um, then you put that in the refrigerator for about four hours. Um, but if you can leave it for about a day, that works even better. It helps make it uh, smoother. And um, then when that is cold, you can put in the heavy cream, any toppings or things you want. And then you move into the actual ice cream making process where you might use an ice cream maker. You might have dry ice. There are different things you can do. That's where it kind of shifts in my process. And we actually then use the liquid nitrogen with that kind of custard base. Although we have some proprietary secrets on exactly how we put that base together. Whoa. But, um, yeah. Okay, so Jenny... Yes. How did you get into ice cream? Ooh, well, I have always loved eating ice cream. Mm. My whole life, I've always loved eating ice cream since yes. I was a little kid. And I'm from New England where they eat lots and lots of ice cream. And I had a really close friend named Alexis who we used to go get ice cream together. And one day she just said, I've moved into a neighborhood and I'm going crazy because there's no good place to get a scoop of ice cream. And she said, I'm a, I'm a little burnt out from my job. Do you want to maybe let's take the bull by the horns and, and fix this ourselves? Let's start an ice cream shop. And I you thought... Bowl to make your ice cream? Yeah. I think you're Wait. doing it wrong. You mean the bowl, like the bowl that spelled B U L L or the bowl that spelled B O W L? Very good, Grayson. Wow. Yes, so we. Which on the phone? That was, that was what motivated us to start our ice cream shop. And as a matter of fact, when we started, we didn't know anything about ice cream. We didn't know wow. anything about making it. We only knew how to eat it, and we were very good at that. Um, and we didn't know how to run a business because there's lots of different things, you know that you need to know when you start an ice cream shop, not just about ice cream, but about all different aspects of running a business. And so we learned um, kind of on the go and we became very popular very quickly. And we decided from the beginning that we wanted to use all organic ingredients in our ice cream. And Gross. so we are, <laughs> yeah, we are, we, we are New York City's first and only certified organic ice cream company. Okay. And that means that everything that goes into the ice cream is certified organic. Uh, there are no toxins of any kind. Okay. There are no hormones in used in the cows that produce the cream and the dairy that's um, used in the ice cream. And a lot of our ingredients are fair trade certified, which means we really value the way that the human beings are treated who are cultivating the agriculture. And so our company is sustainable and we use sustainable ingredients in our ice cream. That's very important to us. Wow. So it tastes good and you do good. That's what we like to think. Nice. So again, Jenny. Yes. What 
age do you start this business with Alexi? Oh, yeah, what age? <laughs> Let's get right How down old to are it. You? <laughs> um, I actually started the business when I was 36. So I had Whoa. had a very long career before that doing something else. And so this is sort of my second career. Um, or you were a wow. bullfighter? I was a bullfighter. How did you guess? <laughs> well, you well, because you said bull. <laughs> so, Simon. Yes. What is the best way to not get a brain freeze when eating ice cream? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. So the, the reason you get a brain freeze is because of the cold temperature on the top of the mouth and all the blood rushing down to warm that up. So it rushes down from your forehead and your nose, and that, that quick rushing of the blood um, to, to warm the top of your mouth causes that, that pain, that feeling that you feel. So a couple things that you can do to watch out for that. Um, if you don't hold the ice cream too long right at the top of your mouth so it, your, your body doesn't think, oh no, it's freezing in here, we have to warm this up. Um, also, if you take smaller bites, um, and that could maybe work because you'd have less ice cream in there. And um, also, one thing I do, because you'd think I wouldn't have this happen, but I get them all the time still, and maybe it's just because I still enjoy eating it more than you would think after all this time, but um, I just, as soon as I get one, I start breathing as quickly as I can through my mouth to bring more warm air in and out, uh, like from my lungs and from the environment if it's warm outside, and that usually helps uh, get rid of it and helps it pass more, more swiftly. Your body doesn't know it's just a, a delicious yeah. dessert, so uh, so yeah, it's yeah. It's and liquid out for nitrogen, you. I mean, <laughs> that's that's pretty cold. Is it's, that dangerous to work with that when you're making ice cream? Actually, it can be very, very dangerous. Um, and, oh, I love dangerous ice cream. <laughs> yeah, so we uh, we like, there's a very involved training process for our our um, our employees. Um, the FDA actually had some uh, uh, something recently where they came out and they warned folks about it, but we take. A lot of precautions. Um, no one has ever been hurt at uh, at our shop. That's and, good, and uh, yeah. and I, I don't plan to ever let that happen. <laughs> that's good that that's yes. not in your plan. Definitely not. Yeah. That'd be a weird plan. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a, not a super villain. Just uh, yes. just a nice cream. I man. will lower the man. Villain of super villain. That could be a good comic book. It thing. could. The, the, the ice cream man. Yes, the ice cream man who shot ice cream out of his mouth because. He was about to get a brain freeze. Exactly. <laughs> That's his backstory. I like it. I like it. Cool. And then his sidekick was Ice Cream Man, who always gets a brain freeze every time he eats ice cream. You're onto something. Definitely. And so, and liquid nitrogen, just to ask a quick question about that, because it's fascinating, it's right? Fascinating. I mean, yes, how is it, it is. different? Why would you do that as opposed to the traditional, conventional way of making ice cream? So, you know, there are actually a lot of different um, foods. There's kind of this whole molecular gastronomy thing where chemistry has kind of emerged with, with food preparation. Um, and uh, some of it uh, people dismiss as maybe trying to be trendy, but it's just trying to get more creative for people that want to try new foods. And, and actually, um, the first person to ever do that was Julia Child back in the, the 1960s. She was the first person to um, use liquid nitrogen in any kind Ooh. of food prep. Um, but but why I do it, um, uh, I like that it not only is it kind of cool and merges science with, with ice cream making, but it really gets the ice cream to freeze almost instantly, which gives it a much smoother and creamier flavor. But it also, uh, it allows for such a wide variety of flavors because we're essentially making it on the spot. So the, the customer can come in and they can just almost describe what they would want if it's in our, uh, in our selection, and then we can make it right there on the spot for them. So Jenny? Yes. What is the most popular flavor of ice cream? Ah, uh, the most popular bestseller is vanilla. 
Okay. Have you had rust? <laughs> I'm not sure that's even a flavor. Oh, it's a flavor. It's delicious. It's big with the robots. Yeah. I, bet, I bet robots would really like that. Yeah, I bet they get it off their own. We so. do, yeah. yeah. We like lead, too. <laughs> lead, a good yeah. one. Yes, yes, lead. <laughs> what is the most popular ice cream topping? Ooh, you know what? I hate to say it, but sprinkles. Kids love sprinkles. Why do you hate to say it? Is well, that bad? I don't know because it's kind of boring. It's like, what's the what's the most popular ice cream flavor? Vanilla. What's Uh-oh. the most popular topping? Sprinkles. But wow. kids just love sprinkles. We saw oh, so I many don't like sprinkles. sprinkles. You don't like sprinkles. I don't like sprinkles. What do you like? Cheese. <laughs> so you don't like sprinkles on your ice cream, I Jason? I do not. Do you like anything on your ice cream? You're a yeah, purist. I'm, <laughs> I'm not a terrorist. That's for something. No, purist. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear it. Nor an arsonist. Good. (laughs) All the ists you are not. I'm so pleased to hear that. Not a supervillain. All right. Well, we're narrowing it down. Not a terrorist, not an arsonist. (laughs) I do like... Gummy bears. Gummy bears. bears, (laughs) Simon. Yes. Which state makes the most ice cream? Oh, gosh. Relaxed. I... A relaxed state. <laughs> if you're in a relaxed state, you can make a ton of ice cream. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I, um, you know, I haven't looked at those statistics in a long time, but um, I think that, um, surprisingly, um, I remember hearing that some northern states actually make more than you would think, especially based on their size. I know at one point um, New York was actually one of the, the bigger manufacturers, but I don't wow. remember if that uh, is still the case. That's why they call it the Big Apple made of ice cream. <laughs> Jenny. Yes. Why is it called an ice cream sundae? Mm. Oh, ice cream sundaes. Ice cream sundaes came about back in, I want to say the 1920s during the Blue Laws. Okay. Um, that was a period of time when ice cream sodas were very, very popular because they, the, the soda jerk had been invented and so they could you know, have soda, ice cream sodas as, as well as other sodas at soda fountains, which were popularized, I think, in the teens. However, the blue laws said it's too indulgent, no ice cream sodas on Sundays. Sundays are a very special day and nobody can have ice cream sodas on Sundays. It's, it's just too extravagant. And so ice cream parlors were dismayed because, of course, they needed to make a living. And so they created this other option that didn't involve the soda fountain. And that was how ice cream sundaes came to be. Wow. Okay, that's really cool. Are you curious about what the cast of your favorite Gen Z media show looks like? Oh, Deborah, so much. It haunts me every waking moment. Oh, dear. Well, all you need to do is visit www.gzmshows.com and find out. Oh, Deborah, I feel so much better. I'm going to have to find something new to haunt my every moment. No, don't do that. Just go to the website. If you love The Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak, Bean, Sparky, and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or a 10, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts. Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. 
It's time for Shorts on Fire when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Grayson, are you ready? Yes. We're going to start with Jenny. Ask your Shorts on Fire questions now. Go, 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 go. What do you add to ice cream to make it lighter and improve the texture? Air. Name the, the weirdest ice cream flavor. Um, uh, uh, bacon and... I don't, I don't know. Love. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Grace. Anything with bacon. <laughs> what country produces the most of the world's vanilla? Madagascar. Which flavor of astronaut ice cream do astronauts eat? Strawberry. What is the ideal temperature for scooping and serving ice cream? Zero to ten degrees. Who invented the ice cream scooper? I don't know. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Finish the sentence. Ice cream, you scream. We all scream for ice cream. Oh, that's all the time that never oh, was cute. and ever will be. And no more time in the world. Yeah. But enough time left to ask Simon the next round of shorts questions. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. Hey. Okay, you ready, Grayson? Yes. Ask Simon your shorts on fire questions now. Which ice cream maker added texture to the ice cream because he does not have a sense of smell or taste? Oh, gosh. Um, I think it was the guy that was behind Haagen-Dazs, which is actually a made-up word, um, but I, I don't remember his name. Yeah, in France, this term means in this style, but in the United States, it means you want ice cream on your dessert. What is it? A la mode. What makes ice cream change textures when you refreeze it? Um, the fact that more ice crystals form uh, and they're larger, so it uh, changes that texture. Which president declared July National Ice Cream Month? I think Taft, but I'm not sure. Name the flavor that is a combination of chocolate, strawberry, strawberry and vanilla. Neapolitan. Oh, hey, uh, Deborah. Time's up! Time's up! Woo! Oh my gosh, so much good stuff. It's decision time. Hopefully our contestant Grayson has the scoop on which expert is actually a liar. Grayson, do you think you know... Who our liar, liar, pants on fire is? Yes. Okay. Who is it? I think it's Simon. <gasps> Why do you think Simon is our liar? Well, he did answer incorrectly. What makes ice cream change texture when you refreeze it? Uh-huh. The answer is air bubbles. Okay. And he also said William Taft. Yes. But it was really Ronald Reagan. Okay. My goodness. So we're going by a pure fact basis here. That's unusual. Okay, so will the actual (laughs) true ice cream expert let us know who you are? It's me, Jenny. Yay! Oh, my Loud facts and the truth win the day? That's crazy time, but that is right. Jenny is the CEO at Blue Marble Ice Cream here in New York City. She is our expert. Well done. So it's time to do some fact-checking. Jenny, were there other facts that Simon said that took us down a rocky road? <laughs> um, to be honest, I thought that Simon did a fantastic job, mm. and, and I, I, um, I would have believed him if I didn't know wow. Wow. Okay, <laughs> he did a good job. So he would have fooled you, but he didn't fool Grayson. Do yes, you see? That's yes. amazing. Okay, well, Simon, maybe you can share with us some of the lies you told today. Sure. Um, actually, all my recipes were exactly right. Wow. Um, I lied about Julia Child being the first person to use liquid nitrogen. Uh, so actually, the first person, rather than um, the esteemed Julia Child, um, it was actually someone in the 1890s, um, oh. Miss Agnes Marshall, that uh, oh, made a book, Agnes. Fancy Ices, and she oh. used... Uh, Use that back then. I said the thing about
out in New York, uh, just uh, being one of the, the biggest uh, manufacturers of ice cream, yes. and that, that wasn't true. That, it was California. Correct, yeah. because it's the because uh, California is also the dairy yes. right. capital. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I know facts. Well, that's it, right? There were some really detailed things. For example, the ice cream maker who uh, added texture to ice cream because of he didn't have a sense of smell or taste was actually Ben from Ben & Jerry. Oh, yeah. yeah. I looked up a lot of trivia, but I guess not enough. I could tell you some crazy trivia about, about like ice what? cream, but not, not those, those couple questions. <laughs> Sorry so. about that. Wah, wah. I know, We're but there, there's a lot to know about yes. ice cream, yes. I have to say. But yes. I think everybody did a really good job. Jenny was fooled, and she she's even the expert. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, so funny. Well, that's all for us today. Thank you to our contestant, Grayson, who sprinkled great questions throughout the show. Even though I don't like sprinkles. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thank you to our ice cream expert and live. Jenny and Simon, and to our good-humored robot Lisa. And of course, many thanks to our listeners for tuning in to Pants on Fire, where liars take their licks. Pants on Fire is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit bestrobotever.com. While you're there, you can send questions for me to read on Ask Lisa and find out how you can participate. And follow us on social media at Pants on Fire Cast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. I'm going to go eat some ice cream and send me some cheese because cheese is awesome, everyone. <laughs> no, cheese. it isn't. <laughs> cheese is destruction of life. <laughs>The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. Discover new episodes and other GZM shows you'll love at www.gzmshows.com. It's starting. GZM Shows. Imagination Amplified. Talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, parents and teachers, have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.